Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. Disappointing news for at smart basketball fans, Ed. It is unable to participate tonight. I don't know why. I think he's tired for some reason. It's it's pushing uh, 11 o'clock on the East Coast, which is where he is, unfortunately. That's just a bad time zone to live in, if you ask me. He's been working too hard. He has been working too hard. I, I hear rumor is that he's uh, he's going to be going to the NCAA tournament in, in Jacksonville this, this Thursday, entertaining some, some clients... Buying, buying some drinks, I'm sure. Perhaps some some meals. What kind of meals do you think Mozzarella he'll be? Sticks. Yeah. Do you, wait, what kind of meals do you think he'll be? He'll be able to, to to um. I, at, I think, at the um, arena, Mozz, mozz sticks. Yeah, nachos. Um, like a giant pretzel, a couple giant pretzels, probably. Do they have? Do they have, uh, like flavored almonds at the at the sporting arenas in your area? They do not. They do yeah, not. Yeah, well, that's one of the, my my favorites here in Denver is they they serve these flavored almonds. They're like sugar coated, and mm. and various other flavors, and they're they're pretty good. I, I didn't know if that's like seems, a regional thing or, or what, but seems extremely health conscious. I don't know. They're pretty much sugar. covered in sugar. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I mean, I guess they give you the guise of being healthy, but I don't really believe there there are any benefits other than I suppose it's better than a donut, but that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> Right. The NCAA tournament is this week. Hopefully, if I don't drop the ball, I will be able to edit this and and publish it in the next day or two before the tournament starts. I, I don't know how much in the way of predictions we're going to get into. Those are those are you can go anywhere on the, on the internet and find those. I, I did a Google search for NCAA sleepers and it <laughs> it uncovered a a, 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 a a sparse amount of fifty, sorry five hundred. Million, fifty million, some large amount of, of hits <laughs> for NCAA sleeper. I didn't even mess, you know, specify basketball or anything right. like that, and it just gave me that many hits. <clears throat> so I doubt we'll be covering that. Even though, I mean, the the podcast a few weeks back, we gave some some of uh, Bob's NCAA uh, point spread picks. I don't know how well that played out for our listeners, but but hopefully they didn't listen because I think those I were think all losers. That was the week that everything went that went yeah. wrong. I feel like everything's gone south since that podcast. I don't. I just thought yeah. about this. Did we did we jinx ourselves by sharing our pick? Do we need to unjinx ourselves by sharing picks again? We might have to. Yeah, we know. might have to. Okay, well maybe we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of my uh, if 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 we're talking tournament, one of my favorite things about the tournament is the the narratives. You'll you'll hear, and and this is not necessarily an original, um, you know, s- sort of funny thing that that's been uh, highlighted. But the uh, the Lebertard show likes to talk about how everything is is about guard play, and and you'll even hear um, Stu Gotts talk about how he can basically turn any team into a team that he thinks can make the Elite Eight, which is actually, you know, it's that's pretty true. You can make any team an Elite Eight team if you if you just spin it the right way. You can yep. you can you can you know look at someone's guard play, or you can look at their coaching, 
or maybe you can look at their experience. <laughs> there's there's eight different ways to to hit down the. Uh, I, I me and me and Sean talked about this the other day on, on our, our golf pod, the narrative street. What's your what's your favorite bad narrative when it comes to the tournament, Bob? My favorite bad narrative is it is it I the think... guard play? Is it is it the well, coaching? Yeah, guard play came to mind. The other one that comes to mind is like the experience. Like, oh, they're at a, they've got you know four seniors on this team and they've worked together for four years and uh, that's going to help them beat this team that is way better than them somehow. I'd like to see I'd like to see a study on that. You know, does experience actually matter? Well, it's actually surprising. I guess you you would think that that somebody in the um... Our favorite, our favorite uh, NCAA contest is the Kaggle competition. All of our listeners surely are aware of that one. The uh, the Kaggle is a uh, statistics based contest, uh, which uses a fairly advanced uh, measurement for for determining who wins the contest. You you can't just fill out a bracket and win that thing. You've got to literally pick every winner of every possible game uh, to. And, you know, obviously to some degree of, of uh, failure because that would be literally impossible to do that. But anyways, um, not sure where I was going with that. Want to steer me back on the on the wheels, on the on the on the rails here, Bob? Where was I going with this? Uh, we were talking about I was talking about experience. Yeah. And, uh... Why don't you keep talking about that? <laughs> I want to hear some more about these bad narratives while I, while I Google it. I, I think a, a classic narrative, I feel like, is that when you get a team... Like, say you get a mid-major team that has, like, four senior starters, and uh, they're, they're, take, they're like, a 13 seed, and they're taking on a four seed um, that is, you know, like, a very talented group of youngsters at a big college. Uh, the, the, the team, the, the mid-major with the four seniors is, like, they've got the experience, they've got the grit against these kids who don't get it yet. I mean, it's pretty it's- ridiculous. I'm, I'm reading, uh, I just, you know, did a quick search on Google, pulled up CBS's... Uh, Bracket picks and predictions, and sure enough, within like three paragraphs, strong guard play was 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 mentioned. That's yeah. just that's just lazy. Like I, I don't see. I mean, they're using <laughs> you know models and simulations, but I mean, besides that, and, I don't, and who knows? The, surely the writer has no idea how these models and simulations actually work. He's just sort of quoting <laughs> that they probably hired some some intern from Illinois State to to come up with these with these projections. <laughs> The, uh, the, one of the other things that they're highlighting here are the uh, the star power, right? You know, name the biggest star in this year's tournament besides Zion. Right. right. No, no. Na- I'm asking you to name that person. Who is that? Oh, it's a I quiz. In my mind, in my mind, it's the guy from Murray State. Yeah, yeah. Who you can't name, but you know, there's a guy at Murray State who's really good. Yeah, Jay, Jay Morant. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name properly. Maybe it's Ja Ja Morant, like Ja Rule. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. I have I have no sure. idea, but anyways, uh, the other the other fun thing to <clears throat> that that you know when we talk narratives are the uh, the matchups, and let's let's sort of let's sort of run down some of the fun, cute matchups that the NCAA threw at us this year. Let's start with Yale LSU. What 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 do you when you when you think of Yale LSU, Bob? What do you what what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Scandal. Scandal, yeah. Who is more corrupt? Would you go? Would you go Yale or LSU? What do you, what do you think there? Did did was it Yale because they? 
I think it's Yale. I think it's Yale. Not only not only for why they're in the news lately, but just in general. I think the the way you get into Yale is almost certainly more corrupt than the way you get into LSU on the whole. I suppose right because it's a little more just just slightly more prestigious prestigious to get into to Yale than the uh, Louisiana State University. Right. Right. The other fun fun matchup, and this is you know, ha NCA, you you're a funny organization. <laughs> Arizona State and and Buffalo, right? Because you've got Bobby Hurley, who who formerly coached at Buffalo, and I don't know how many of these recruits do you think are still there? Are any of those stars? Are those guys that Bobby uh, re- recruited? It's been two years removed, I'm right? Still at Buffalo? It's yeah, been two I or three. Sh- right. I I gotta believe that um, there's some guys still there, right? I mean, he's only, he's been at Arizona State since uh, sixteen. So, I mean, oh, okay. So I thought it was only. So this is his third year at Arizona State. Fourth year. Ooh. Fourth. So, but, there, but if he, if he recruited a guy, you know, and then he left right away, that guy would be a senior now. I mean, I'm sure there's some stories. About I'm actually this, thinking right? that that Hurley was a little bit overrated as a coach. If his predecessor can come in and just uh, scoop them up and put them into the top twenty-five, I don't remember the. The, the Bulls being being ranked in the uh, the Hurley era. I mean, they were good. They made a tournament or two. Right. But if this if this uh, current coach, who I can't name because... Do you know his name? The current guy? Current coach. Off the top of your head. You don't know his name, yeah. No. Moving on. Actually, I do. Oh, it's you do? It's because I do. I do, and I just can't, I can't place it right okay, now. Okay, we'll, we'll f- figure that out while I'm talking here, and then we can, we yeah. can come back on that. The other fun matchup that we uh, we haven't talked about... Nate Oates. Nate Oates. Nate Oates. What's what's his background? What, is he just a? They just hired him out of the blue, and he's good now. Yeah, he uh, he has no coaching resume prior to Buffalo. So, but if you look at Buffalo, Buffalo is a good example of they've got how many seniors here? They've got three seniors um, as their top contributors. Um, so I would assume that some of these guys were recruited by Hurley. Yeah, I guess they were recruited, and then they uh, they weren't they were freshmen. Maybe the year that he he bailed. Right, right. And here they are. I mean, that's a pretty good team. That, that's that's my expert analysis for the night. The other the other uh, funny funny matchup that the NCAA threw at us this this tournament is the Minnesota Louisville matchup, and I, I'm sure you know why that's funny, right, Bob? It's yeah, I see you smiling over there. Yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious. Friend of the pod. I don't know why uh, we can't get Rick on the on the. I know. And when I say Rick, I mean Richard. But yeah. Um, I also enjoy. Uh, what was the matchup that I liked? I thought that was cute. Where did it go? Oh, I thought I thought the Marquette Murray State matchup was cute, um, in the sense that. Uh, I mean, the guard play is we've talked about already, but the guard play of Marquette and Murray State, they're, they're two very guard-driven, like star guard-driven teams, and they're going to play each other, and one of them's going to knock the other out. What is the, uh, who's Marquette's, I couldn't I could name Marquette, Marquette's star player or any of the I players. think he was, I feel like he was like the biggest player of the year, potentially. But anyway, uh, Marcus Howard is the name. Okay. Oh, that sounds familiar now that you mentioned it, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
what else? Oh yeah, yeah. The, what did the NCAA miss? I was I was kind of poking around and I was kind of joking that earlier that the they could have put paired Va Tech together with with Marquette in the second okay. round, but they opted not to. That would have been yeah. funny, you know, Buzz Williams, the old coach, the old coach combo that was there. A miss. Yeah, I think uh, I would have liked to see. I don't know what they could have made Auburn a six seed potentially and had them in the same section as uh, Tennessee. That would have been neat. Or oh yeah, never mind. I was going to say Wisconsin Milwaukee, but Milwaukee didn't make the no the tournament. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, I mean they already played each other twice this year in the in the SEC, so it's not or maybe even three times. It's not as cute. Not yeah, as that's yeah. that's only marginally cute, right? Right. What else here are we looking at? I'm just kind of scrolling through the. Um... What's interesting, and maybe it's not that interesting, but but the the amount of uh, mid majors that are favored this year on the uh, on the gambling line with with things like Belmont being favored, although that's just an undercard sort of a game. But Wofford is is favored. Nevada is favored right. over the big conferences. Right. Yeah, it's it's. It's unfortunate because, you know, that line, even 15 year, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, it would have been like four to minus five. I don't know. I mean, hard to say. but Yeah, it feels like a, you know, almost like a G. Mason sort of situation. Because I feel like, I think it's legitimate that Wofford could, and I, I'm sure some, some you know, well-known prognosticator out there is predicting Wofford's going to make the Final Four, and it really isn't that, that of a stretch when you think about it. It's it would be no, similar to, to. I mean, it'd be actually more likely than what Loyola Chicago did last year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Wofford is far better than Loyola was last year. It sucks that they have to play Kentucky in the second round because that's that's unlikely to work in their favor. But I mean, they'll play them tough. But I think they're that's a that's a case where Kentucky just has such an athleticism edge that it's going to be tough for Wofford, even though they're very skilled. Yeah, I'm not sure why 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 isn't Wofford just skilled enough? What they're only, you know, they're on par with say. Oh, I'm trying to think of a good a good major team to compare them to, like a Kansas State. Are they really that much worse than Kansas State? Are they that much worse than Kansas State? I mean, I'm and Kansas State's pretty not, good. We're talking worse versus like athletic enough. I mean, if you look at if you look at uh, um, Wofford's most frequent lineup. They've got a five eleven guy, a six four guy, a six four guy, and then a couple six a six nine and a six eight guy. Well, what defines but athleticism I, in your in your opinion? There, what do you what do you, are you saying? Height determines this. What? How are you looking at height and and, and giving me a an athleticism quotient? If you watch Wofford and you watch Kentucky, tell me that they are not different in athleticism. How many Wofford games have you watched this year? How many? How many guys at Wofford would be at Kentucky if they had the opportunity to play at Kentucky? That's the question you need to ask yourself. All of them. Answer <laughs> all of them. Okay. <laughs> How many Wofford games have I watched? Uh, two. <clears throat> I haven't caught any this year. For, for whatever reason, I, uh, I've avoided Wofford. Hmm. They, the other... The, the like other f- to shoot. What's that? They like to shoot threes. <laughs> isn't isn't that like a common thing where almost 
not almost all, but most teams like to shoot threes. Now, I can't think of a team. Is there a team that, like, does not shoot threes? I think it was New Mexico State that I saw that they, they're, like, top ten or very high in the, the nation in, in two-pointer percentage. <laughs> but they still shoot a lot of threes. So, there's I to can, me, they just sort I of can, maximize yeah. the, yeah. I can confirm that they do shoot a lot of two-pointers. And that sort of lines up with the, uh, you know, we've talked about that over the over the season with with regards to going you know going the, the warrior style of, of basketball where you're just taking layups and, and threes right which some would say is the smartest way to play basketball but but others might might disagree and that that other guy is is in bed right now <laughs> I was just gonna say that yeah um, what oh the other thing that I was pondering over over Twitter today I sort of got caught wind of I think it was a Duke basketball Twitter account. I don't know if this was the official Duke Twitter account, but they had retweeted something to the effect of how a Duke-Carolina championship game would be bad for the rivalry. Do you... Do you? Is that one of the more stranger takes you've heard this week, if not ever? That, that is news to me. I can't imagine what the angle on that would be. It's odd. I, I got the impression that... And I, I kind of wish I had queued this up so I could I could read it on the air. Um, feel free to to filibuster while I do that but um, let's see here Duke basketball I can just edit this out or we can just let this go on the air the only, because Duke basketball the is kind of funny I, the only thing I, would, I feel like is maybe why it would be bad for the rivalry is that it's it's in Minneapolis I guess but it's a national title game so why why would it be bad I'd love to hear and someday I will hear. Why? Someday, yeah. I don't know. Well, they retweeted it, so it wasn't. It wasn't even. This is just something I casually saw on Twitter while I was walking around the house uh, earlier today. I'm not gonna be able to find this, but the the whole point of it is, yeah. It was I somehow... just found it. Oh, you did. Okay, I good. Read it, please. It. Uh, it was it was a poll that Duke basketball posted. Oh. And. and uh, it said, would a Duke-UNC championship game ruin the rivalry? 28% said yes. And most people are saying, I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is, I think, your opinion on that one. But, yeah. But, but uh, people are saying it would ruin the rivalry because if Duke beats UNC for the title... Then UNC beats Duke by 30 twice next year. It will mean nothing. What happened in 2019? The rivalry would be dead forever. I think it. Yeah, I think I. Heard, what I think one of my one of my favorite tweets was that it somehow was a trump card for, for, for debaters in the in the who's better, debate. I guess. Yeah, that's 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 a ridiculous. Thing. I mean, that's really getting into the weeds of 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 the the insanity of 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 today's debate sports take world that we live in but but that's i guess that's what people like i mean that's yeah that's come on come on that's that's absurd what would be better well that's the thing is like i mean a duke carolina power game would be fairly entertaining and i don't think that there's any reason to yeah that game on this past weekend was amazing Amazingly good basketball. Give me more of that, please. 
Sweet. Zach, let me ask you. You ask me a lot of questions on this show, rightfully so. Who who was your favorite team to watch this year? This year? In college basketball, yeah. It's a good question. You must, I... you, you must have caught you know fragments of games. What team really delighted you? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, I caught a, f- a fairly good amount of, of basketball. I want to say I want to say Michigan State kind of piqued my interest. I watched them a couple games, and they usually I'm not a big Michigan State guy. I don't really care for Izzo. I think he's overrated. I think he's just a guy who who likes to be loud every once in a while, and he makes a good <laughs> interview and has a, you know he's got his Dove Dove soap commercial, and you know that's that's really great and neat and everything. But but I don't really you know generally speaking Michigan State is is annoying. But this year I feel like that they're maybe a little underrated, uh, right. a little under the radar, and and uh, I kind of like that about about them. And and they, okay. I don't know how important that that injury was to their team. I watched one of their games. I don't remember a a goofy looking white guy being very important to their team. But maybe I'm mistaken. Aaron's is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I think they'll be fine, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll be fine as well. But but the pundits might disagree with you, Bob. Are you gonna you gonna be okay with that? Um, Houston, Houston's interesting. I haven't caught too much of them, but every time I watch them, they they perform at a very high level, which makes me think that they can beat anybody. Although they lost, they lost in their conference tournament championship game. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, Houston is is weird. They take a, from what I've seen of them, they take a lot of mid range jumpers, and they make a lot of mid range jumpers, which is good for them. But um, I don't, I, I feel like they are ripe for, for an upset. Okay, yeah, that's what they do. I, I don't, I don't, I've only, I've admittedly really only watched stretches of very small amounts of their games. Um, it just seems like every time we, we're watching them, they're always winning. And yeah, I, I, if they're taking too long twos, that's that's probably a bad idea in today's game. Buffalo's pretty fun. I mean, they have in, in in stretches they've looked like an NBA team out there. I mean, they're yeah. But then also in stretches they'll they'll look the exact opposite. So they're 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 pretty hit or miss, which I suppose defines the the college game at this point. That game, yeah, their game on uh, against Bowling Green was was interesting for sure because Bowling Green got back within one at like I don't know how many how many minutes like left the there five like five or six minute mark I thought yeah right exactly and uh, yeah it was uh but they yeah, I don't know they led by a lot most of the game and so here's a better question who's your least favorite like team in the tournament that you think is going to be the most like dreadful to watch like don't watch this game. That is a good question. Is it? And I don't want to go. You know, I'm, I'm not thinking low seeds here, although that's an obvious go to. But like, I'm thinking that you know, two the, the combination of the two teams, where you know they're both dreadful. I'm thinking if if Temple somehow beats Belmont, who are they going to play? They're going to play <laughs> Maryland. That might Maryland. be that might be a really good bad matchup. Yes, uh, I'm not looking forward to that one. I um, let's see here. Oh, I saw one. Uh, I think I think Nevada, Florida, is going to be fairly blah. Florida, Florida in general is an extremely boring team. I definitely uh, agree with you on Florida. I don't. I like Nevada. They're kind of fun to watch. Though they've got a couple of I think at least one NBA guy on their team, and he's he's entertaining enough to 
to make it happen. And then there's another guy named Jazz Johnson who's not, I don't think he's a prospect, but, I mean, who doesn't like a guy named Jazz Johnson? True, but Florida is just so... I mean, they're one of the... They're, they make the game as slow as possible. And it's not that slow basketball is always bad, but they're not they're not good at offense. I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be a hard game to watch. I think UCF and VCU is going to be the same thing. That one is going to be, yeah, I agree. Do not, Ooh. do not introduce your children to basketball with that game. What about? Oh, never mind. I thought whoever Iowa is playing, I thought, but Cincinnati is. Eh, you know what? They're pretty boring too. Cincinnati, Iowa. I like. Um, God, what's, I was louding him yesterday. Who? Uh, what's his What's his name? Is it Langford? For uh, Cincinnati. For Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Cumberland. I'm sure, yeah, yeah Cumberland. He's he's pretty he's pretty exciting. Yeah. So the, the, the let's get back to to Ed here for a moment. He was he was musing the other day about maybe today even that he had uh, purchased some tickets on on Craigslist. And and what did the, what did the guy do? But he he was trying to offer the the seller uh, to buy it via via check. The and, check. And I think I mean so. First of all, there's a couple things that are really wrong with that. And I think one, buying tickets on Craigslist these days just seems like a sketchy proposition. I mean, I, it, you might do that in your area, Bob. When was the last time you bought something on Craigslist? Last fall, I bought some tickets on Craigslist. Yeah, for what? For the, like for what game? Gopher, Gophers game. Minnesota Gophers football game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I used to do that, I guess. Maybe maybe it was sketchier in the past. I mean, do you think it's better now than it was before? I don't know. Uh, I, no, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I wouldn't say I ever trusted really. I think but. any reputable fan is going to be going to go to StubHub or a, or a more formalized exchange of where you can verify the tickets beforehand, where those things didn't exist ten years ago. So you had a lot more, you know, reputable sellers on on Craigslist. That's why I, I sort of shy away from from Craigslist these True. days. I mean, obviously the, the fees on StubHub are, are you know, through the roof, but... Right. Yeah, I, uh, it's not a first resort, but when, when you can get them for, like, a lot less, I had to. <clears throat> but, I, but, yeah, I don't know why Ed, why Ed is going through Craigslist and not StubHub. Did personally. he even get a good deal? Like, I don't remember him talking about the deal he got. Did he mention that? I have, I have no idea. Oh, this yeah. is... We didn't give him enough crap for that. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Like it would be really funny if he only got he only saved like twenty bucks from like buying them on face value to get him on Craigslist. Right, and now he has to go take cash somewhere and exchange exchange them for tickets that may or may not be real. The uh, and I had a really random thought the other day as well. This is random thought time here as we uh, progress the. The, the way that the NBA is going these days, everyone, every, every, every team, not every team, but, you know, there's many super teams. You've got the, the Warriors. You've got uh, who else, who's, another, who's the best super team besides the Warriors? Is it, is it the, the Rockets? Do they have the next Man. super team where they're just basically recruiting guys and, and hey, let's, let's what, build stars? What about the Sixers? Okay, Sixers. That's a good one. Sixers are, are oh. I think, approaching status of, of super team. But they haven't really gone yeah. through free agency, though, in the same way. that like, They had to recruit. They didn't get Durant or a Durant-like player. 
Right. Like if the Sixers picked up Giannis next year, that might, which obviously is probably not going to happen because I don't think Giannis is a free agent next year, but let's say he was, that would make the Sixers, I think, qualify as a super team. Anyways, my point here is I think it would be maybe, you know, I'm not surprised why the NCAA hasn't adopted this and not in the way of, of players, but in the way of, of aligning your conferences. Like why not switch every year just completely switch conferences to wherever you wanted to go? And there was, I don't know who, how that would happen exactly, but maybe a draft or maybe, you know, I'm sure because the NCAA is, is sort of access way in general, well, they are, you know, certain teams will collaborate and come together and, hey, let's join and come together and form this conference. And that sort of ensures that, that these teams are going to have strong strength of schedule, sort of like the Big Ten this year, where you can have 14, yeah. 15 losses, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got as a, as a mm-hmm? What, what what's the question? And there's no there's a question. This is a sort of sort of a discussion. You don't think that's a good idea? We can move on from this if you think this is stupid. But I really think it's interesting. Like why wouldn't why wouldn't the NCA well, move toward this model? Okay, so you you start. To be fair, I wasn't paying complete attention, but you started okay. talking about you started talking about super teams. But then I think you moved to super conferences. Is that where we? I did. I, I tried to, to lay the groundwork for my for my for my really, really cool idea <laughs> with with the the analogy of how the NBA is doing super teams, and, uh-huh. and I'm surprised, honestly, why why teams haven't sorry schools haven't dreamed up the idea of of switching. Con- I mean, obviously the logistics of that are probably that, a little heavy, but. Yeah. So is the logistics of I don't know paying college players and and not disclosing it and keeping all that under wraps. Oh. Well, really I think, though, I, I mean, mean, what's the difference? I think I feel like that's kind of what happened a few years ago when when we went through like the major, you know, reorganization of the the Big Twelve got switched up, the Big Ten added teams. I mean, I feel like the the uh, the Big East as we knew it split up. I mean, I feel like that is kind of what happened. So I don't know that I I guess you're you're insinuating that it should happen every year. I guess. Yeah, I think every but, year I think it would be a lot more interesting if if teams just went ahead and and again, I don't know the exact logistics behind it whether <clears throat> there's like a draft. I'm not sure who the draftees would be, but like if it's the conference presidents would pick the the the, the schools, but I mean, I was gonna make the I was gonna make the argument that um, that there's like some geographic limitations, but to be fair, there's not that many these days when you've got like West Virginia flying to the middle of the country to play Oklahoma and TCU, you know, every other week. Well, there's the geographic problem too, but but I think there are that already exists. I mean, the Big East contains a team that that's in Omaha. That's what and, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. You know who else is really bad in this tournament? Washington. That's one of my least favorite teams in this tournament. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I wasn't actually. I felt like the committee didn't really admit anybody that I was super like. Oh, they should have been in, which is good. But there's a few teams in here that, you know, for a while people were talking about expanding the tournament, make the tournament smaller. I don't want to see Washington in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I you know you can make it bigger or smaller. It's it's the the bottom line is it's not changing, as long as the NCAA knows that the entire world is going to be talking about this format and 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 all of that for the foreseeable future. Even even you know the you know the NCAA survived 
the the FBI has been investigating several schools and former recruits and and uh, shoe manufacturers around the the whole the whole sport and and here we are as if nothing's happening about that talking about basketball in, in March amongst teams that we don't even know about unless you are a, you know a, a hardcore gambler right exactly I mean, I wish you were this agreeable with me all the time in the world. I feel like every time we're online, it's like, man, Zach, you are way wrong. Or let's let's debate about this. Or that. But every time we're on this pod, it's like, man, Zach, you're right. <laughs> I'm just a nice guy. You really are a nice guy, Bob. I don't know uh, why we aren't better friends. <laughs> I, I think most people would argue we're very good friends. Yeah, we probably are. Can I say, I have one more comment to make. Um, one team that I enjoyed watching this past weekend because the game was such a mess was uh, Seton Hall when they beat uh, Marquette. And I think, I don't know if it's cute necessarily, but the fact that uh, the committee put Hall against Wofford is uh, it's disappointing because I feel like Hall has a few of those, like, star players who would be fun to watch like put the team on their back but they're going to take on like the best team team of the small schools which is kind of annoying well I'm pretty sure at the very least Calipari's got to be you know a little upset I'm not sure what what he did in the offseason to upset the committee but he's got a I I think Abilene actually isn't a terrible team obviously they're 22 point underdogs and I suppose have a little chance to win but they're going to be faced up against one of, of two of those those teams you just mentioned, Wofford and Seton Hall, and I think both those teams are pretty good and could easily, not easily, but could beat Kentucky. It wouldn't be the most surprising result if Kentucky lost, so I think Calipari is probably probably not too delighted with the committee this this spring. Exactly. Can I call out also that, um, you know, Ken Pomeroy, is, his lines often end up being, like, the actual line, right? I mean... Sure. Whether it's whether it's by design or, or not by the lines makers, but that Wofford Kentucky game, he only has Kentucky by sixteen. Oh, okay. Which is a which is a which is a surprising disparity um, for any really any game of his his predicted margin versus the actual line. Well, let's so that's, I, that's I interesting. That what's your, what's your line? I, I like I like Ken Ken a lot. Kenny Popo is one of our favorite. Friends of the pod, but what is, what's your, what does your, uh, what does your spreadsheet tell us? Uh, my spreadsheet tells us uh, <laughs> which Kentucky which by, spreadsheet, Zach? <laughs> Kentucky by fourteen. Okay, so you're so, really kind of in the the same neighborhood as 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 Kenny. Yeah, yeah, but I think you know this is where we talked about this last night, and we're get, we're getting to the nitty gritty, listeners. But uh, Abilene has played an atrocious schedule. I mean, they are their strength of schedule is 344th in the country, which is which is near the bottom. Out of 360, uh, 353, I believe. So their non-conference so, schedule is really soft then, because their conference schedule is super soft. But their non-conference must have been like a bunch of cupcakes. Non-conference was 295. Hmm. So, yeah. 
not good. The, the one, I mean, honestly, the only team that they played... Man, is this right? Hold on. The only team that they played that was better than 172nd in the overall Ken Pomeroy ratings was Texas Tech, number nine Texas Tech on December 15th, and they lost by 34. Yikes. So that's interesting. So that's something. Yeah. One of my favorite angles when it comes to picking upsets is the... You know, you got to pick a 12 over a 5, right? That's like the most favorite combination. Of course. Of, yeah. Can you explain that? Like, what do you... Wh- why is that? Why is that? I why? feel like a lot of times... I feel like a lot of times 5 seeds have been historically, like, marginal big conference teams, basically. Like, Marquette's a good example of that. Um I think Auburn's probably a little better. Wisconsin probably a little better than typical, but well, I think like what, what I'm getting at is Mississippi I think... State. Mississippi State is a perfect example of a five seed that is like ripe for the upset. Okay, in my mind, I mean, they're just they're just your classic whatever middle of the road big conference team. I thought Mississippi State was decent this year, but I really don't know much outside of, of what you've been sort of illustrating on your spreadsheet to me this season. They're not bad. I mean, they're not bad, but they were they were probably like the fifth or sixth best team well, in the SEC. Right. Well, my point is I think the NCAA has gotten a little bit better with, with, with seeding. I think it's it's fun to make fun of the NCAA. That's what there. I – yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree again. Man, we are just like best <laughs> friends for life on this on this podcast. I want to I get out of here and, and just pull the ripcord because this is uncomfortable. Um, what other? Do you have any no. any any hot any any hot picks? Gambling picks uh, for for the, for the Thursday and Friday games. Hot gambling picks. or Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't, we can we can start the action Tuesday, right? You like Belmont. No. I, I like Belmont enough. What worries me about Belmont is like it, it seems like they're the trendy pick. I'm not sure that you know they're 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 laying three and a half, and while that's supported numerically, I suppose um, I don't know. It feels a little weird. It feels a little weird. I agree. I I, I sort of hesitate anytime anytime I see a, a, a general mid major as a as a favorite. I, didn't this happen? Maybe I guess maybe they were short favorites. Maybe when they played Wisconsin, I'm really digging into the archives here. Maybe like yeah. seven or eight or nine years ago. That's going back pretty far. But I feel like they were short underdogs. That was sort of the beginning of the the era where sports books and the general public sort of figured out that you can't you can't have every every big conference team favored by double digits over. Right over lower teams, but um, yeah, that that was uh, for the record. That was 2011. Okay, so I and uh, yeah, Belmont was a 13 seed, and they were taking on the four seed Wisconsin Badgers, and Wisconsin won by 14. But, but they were like three or four point favorites, I think. Right, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if you can look that that's up while you're. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I, I, I do believe you're right. I mean, I, that's kind of my memory too. So I know you're a results-oriented guy, but I feel like the, 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 the gambling line is a much more accurate re- representation of the, the actual strength of the teams. 
Of course. Of course. What other? Um, I think you while while you looked that up, you also you're a big fan of the. Um, is it Murray State? Maybe not a huge fan, but you like Murray State this year. Um, Thursday. All right. All right. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Decent. I think your best That's bet, which is which that ship sailed, uh, it's it was St. Mary's getting six, which if you're fortunate enough to even see five, is is going to be hard to find at the time I'm I'm recording this. Yeah, that one felt the best to me. Okay. Which probably means that it will lose, but uh, I mean I don't I don't understand why that you know I mean I understand Villanova just won the Big East and it you know, but St. Mary's beat the number one team in the country in their last game. So obviously they can play with anybody. Um, Villanova is is not a world beater this year by any sense. <laughs> the, the best part is you really have no idea what you're going to say about them other than they, they're really better than you think, right? Because for whatever reason, the, the metrics aren't capturing how... Sorry, the point spreads aren't somehow capturing how good they are. Who is that, St. Mary's? Yeah. Yeah, they've got they've got like a they've got like a seven footer, who is, not a super stiff, which helps. Yeah, no. So so typically um, St. Mary's has has usually one of, one of the more enjoyable teams to watch in my mind. I like what 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 uh, Coach Bennett does out there, in um, in Northern California. They, they usually have uh, you know they they've got graduates like uh, Della Vadova. Uh, McConnell, yeah, the Mick. The Mick was always one of our favorites. Who else have they graduated? They've got somebody else uh, who plays for the Spurs, isn't he? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, he, uh, man. Yeah, we're really drawing blanks here, but we Pat Pat Mills. Yes, thank you. He's a he's another. So they've had some you know legitimate talent out there. I I, I don't know. Neither of us can surely name any of these guys on the on the current squad, but I've watched a fair amount of their games. And they've got some skills on some players. I'm, I'm looking forward to them keeping that one close. I, I was just going to call out that Pomeroy only has Nova favored by one in that game as well. The, I think the one factor that might be against us would be the location. Obviously, it's in Hartford, which is a lot closer to to, to Philadelphia than than Northern California. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I think I think getting six is is six is a lot is value. That's that's yeah. that's akin to like walking around. Let's say you're you know just taking a walk in your neighborhood and you find a, a ten dollar bill just laying on the ground. <laughs> that's basically what you found with with Saint Mary's. I think so. I think so. I um yeah. The other one I like, um, just because because I like it is uh. Northern Kentucky getting 14. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Northern Kentucky fan. I feel like they've been enjoyable to follow, you know, loosely over the past couple of seasons and and here they are. They're in a good spot. I agree getting 14. Yeah, I mean we, the Horizon was bad. The Horizon was bad this year, but um I mean they played Cincinnati tough earlier in the year. I just don't I don't foresee them getting their doors blown off by Texas I mean, the best part, again, is we don't really have any true narrative to give here. It's just about (laughs) Northern Kentucky is undervalued for whatever reason. I mean, it could be as simple as, are they missing free throws in key situations? Like, what are some of these reasons that you think that that there might be 
value in some of these these teams that we're betting on. I think we just explained the Nova one fairly well. Right. Why would why would yeah. anything why why would the gambling markets be be off at this point? Well, I think, I mean, not only is, I feel, so, with Northern Kentucky, the reason I like that is because they're not like a, they're not like a, a sexy upset pick, seemingly, right? They're not like a, Yeah, no one's talking about Northern Kentucky. Right, exactly. They're not, I mean, frankly, they're not even like a Murray State. Like, Murray State kind of has that buzz, because they've got like, oh, they've got the best player other than... They've got a lottery pick buzz, yeah. Right. Um, but nobody's talking Northern Kentucky. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, that's 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 true. No one, I mean, uh, Northern Kentucky is is off the radar. Any other hot picks, or is it time to to shut this thing down? Virginia Tech minus nine and a half. Tech Hokies. They're getting a guy back, which is good for them. But although, you know, you wonder, is he, what's he going to be like? What's the flow going to be like? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of question marks around that. Obviously, I think they're going to have time to practice beforehand. But, right, is how, much, how, many, how many minutes is he really going to play? And how, how effective is he going to be? I don't know the extent of his injury, who really does, except for, I think his name is Justin Robinson. Justin Robinson himself probably only knows right. how good he is, and he's not going to tell us. So we are in the dark. He is not going to tell us. And I, I feel like, um, you know, St. Louis – is a good defensive team. So I, I don't, you know, it'd be easier to come back against a team that doesn't really D up, I feel like, at his position. But 